It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today. To, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And better work on another trial, but you'd stay in jail. Wouldn't they question him? Maybe. It was pretty obvious he'd say you were off your rocket. Remember, Frank, you're the one who's accused. Defending yourself by accusing him just on your say-so is pretty flimsy. Who'd believe it? Would you? Well, couldn't you do it? Couldn't you tell someone? Proof, Frank. Proof. What can I possibly do but quote you? What am I going to do? Just what we're doing. Go through with this trial. Then I'll appeal, no matter what the verdict is, and see if we can rope our friend into making a mistake. But he'll duck as soon as the trial's over, won't Probably, he? but at least uh, he'll be around while the trial is on. Now, if you cause a mistrial, he'll be gone a lot faster. It isn't fair. I know he's this the This is man. a court of law. The burden of proof is on the accuser. What real proof have they got against me? They don't have to catch a man in the act of murder to convict him of it. Circumstantial evidence can be strong enough, and... And in your case, it seems to be. It's driving me nuts to think that this guy's going to help send me away for a murder he committed. Yeah, they haven't sensed you yet, boy. Let's see what happens. And if it does happen? Maybe we'll have something I can use to ask for a new trial. If we get into trouble. Where's the trial going to be? Well, Judge Thurston will preside, I think. Let me see, that'll put it in the uh, City Hall Annex. Where's that? In the Annex, that's a small building on the north side of the City Hall. That's uh, next to the parking lot. Why? Just asking, that's all. Frank? Yeah? Don't try any grandstand plays. Any tangle with the jury might result in a mistrial, and I don't think that's a good idea. Okay. I won't mess with them. That's good. Well, yeah, I gotta get going. Going home? Well, I guess so. Tell me something, Ernie. You sure? Well, what do you want to know? What are my chances, Ernie? And don't kid me. I wouldn't kid you, Frank. I, I don't know right now, but uh, I'd sure be lying if I said they were good. Thanks. That's what I wanted to know. That's what I liked about Ernie. When you asked for the truth, he gave it to you. After he left, I lay back in my cot and thought about the whole mess. Everything had happened so fast, I really hadn't had time to take stock of my position. Now I did. And what I came up with made me want to beat my brains out against the steel bars out of sheer frustration. It wasn't anybody's fault. If you discounted the guy that actually did the killing, I didn't have any beef with the law or the people who were carrying out the law. It was just that they didn't know they were going to convict an innocent man. For hours, I guess I lay there thinking about ways to clear myself. Most of the ways were more daydreaming than anything else. I finally came up with the conclusion that anything I did was going to have to really go from the time I started it. There wouldn't be time for talk or reason. 
In the morning, I got dressed and ready for the first day of the trial. When I got to the courtroom, I was seated beside Ernie. Then came the time when papers were being shuffled and everyone was getting set for the opening arguments. Now, then you take it easy, Frank. We're going to fight real hard. You know what a backfire is? You mean like when a car... No, I mean like when you're caught in a bad brush fire without any water. Well, I'm not with you, kid. Uh, what are you going for? You light another fire downwind, let it give you a big burn spot to stand in while the main fire goes fast. Uh, you explain it to me later, Frank. The judge will be here in a minute or two, and I want to get my papers straightened here. <laughs> he doesn't like to see an unprepared attorney. Listen to me, Ernie. I'm in the path of a real big fire right now. I know you are, boy. I know, but what... So I got to try a backfire. A guy can get killed in a backfire, but at least you got to take a chance. What are you trying to tell me? Now, say it fast. Because you are here for me. Stick with me, Ernie. I'm a pretty good guy, but I'm in real bad trouble. And I'm the only guy that can get me out of it. Well, what are you going to do? This. Get on my could do. I couldn't sit by while 12 people tried to make up their minds whether I must die for a murder I didn't commit. As I went out the window, I folded my arms in front of my face to keep from being cut to ribbons with a broken glass. I lit feet first in the parking lot and started running. I didn't know where I was going. All I knew was I had to get away fast. By the time everyone got organized, I'd pretty well lost myself in the alleys of the city. I got to a place where they were putting up an office building and ducked into the sub-basement, crawled into a corner and stayed there. midnight, I slid out and started to the only guy in town I knew wouldn't turn me in as soon as he saw me, Ernie Gibbons. When I got there, his place had a light on in the kitchen, so I went around the back. Hi, Ernie. Let me in. Oh, come on, Harry. What are you doing here? If they find out about this, I'll be disbarred. I won't stay long. Wait till I turn the light off. Now sit right there, Frank. And don't move around too much. Thanks. Okay. Tell me why you did it. I told you this morning in court. This is my backfire. I couldn't just stand around while they made up their minds whether to kill me or let me rot in jail. I didn't do it. I'm going to get the guy that did. Oh, then they'll really have you. And they'll have me for something I did, not something I didn't do. Well, why'd you come here? I need an address. An address? You mean the guy with the mustache? Yeah. Got anything on him? He isn't around, Frank. How do you know? By the time I got through with the mess you left behind, it was pretty late in the day. What are you talking about? Just this. We knew he'd duck out as soon as the trial was over. But during the trial, we might have been able to work something. That's why I warned you about causing a mistrial. Well, this afternoon I went over to the address he'd given. And he moved out a few hours after your break. Any forwarding address? Oh, don't be so naive. The man is a murderer. I don't think he knows you saw him running out of the store. But he isn't taking any chances. He's lost, Frank. And you're in a bigger jam than before. What do I do now? Oh, yes, you tell me. I won't give myself... Well, that's up to you. You're on your own now. What's your position in this? Well, I should turn you in. But you won't. Oh, you're a sense to have the book thrown at you when they get you. I gotta think. Yeah, sure. Ernie, do something for me, will you? I might. What is it? I'm a pretty hungry man. Could you rustle me up some food? Oh, sure, Frank. I'll fix you some food. 
What about that witness that claims he saw me casing the place, that Eddie character? Yeah, well, what about him? He's the state's number one witness, isn't he? Well, I guess so. What's he got against me? Why is he trying so hard to get me? Well, I think that for the first time in his life, he's somebody and he's going all out to prove it. I'm going to see him. No, no, you're not. You're in enough trouble. Lay off of him. Give me his address, Ernie. Well, you're out of your mind. Give me his address. I want to talk to him. Oh, but Frank... I know you've got it. You've got the addresses of all the witnesses. Get it. Okay. It's here in my briefcase. Hey. What? Well, that's funny. I, I never noticed this before. Noticed what? What are you mumbling about? The witness against you lives right over the liquor store where the guy was shot. Ernie. Yeah? Just a thought. But he's the fellow that accused me of casing the shop. Suppose it was the other way around. Suppose he was casing it for our friend with the mustache. Well, you would have to prove a connection between the two men. But... So how are you going to do that? I don't know. I'll figure that out when I get there. Oh, I can't let you do that, Frank. Don't try to stop me. You could get picked up on the way there. I'll be there in a few minutes. three or four miles from here. You're lending me your car. I am? Yeah. Give me the keys. Okay. Here. So long, Ernie. I wish I could stop you. Don't try it. I wouldn't want to hurt you. Oh, well, thank you. So long. Wilson, come on, open up. I don't know anyone. But you know me, Eddie. Thompson. That's right, Frank Thompson, fall guy. What do you want from me? I want to know why you're so anxious to see me burn. You tried to hold Sam up and killed him, that's why. You know better than that. I do? What other reason would I have? Hold it down to a roar, Eddie. I gotta get some sleep. Come on in, mister. You with a mustache. Thompson? Yeah, that's what Eddie said when he saw me. All right, Eddie, what's this guy doing here? He's, uh, he's my brother, but it don't mean... Cozy, that... huh? One guy in a witness box and one guy in a jury. You really got it made. Yeah. What are you going to do about it? Make you tell the truth. What are you talking about? Why'd you kill him? Need the money? Get out of here. After you write me a confession. So I can burn instead of you? That's right. You're wasting your time. You know what I mean? Get the cops, Eddie. No. Get up, you. Am I wasting my time? Am I? I don't write nothing. You won't. Okay. Okay, now. Start writing. Here come the cops. You're dead. No, mister, you are. If the cops get here before you finish writing, I'll kill you. If I'm going to fry for something you did, I'm going to be sure you go with me. Now make up your mind. You want to die right now or take a chance with a jury? Okay. 
Give me a pen. You understand why I sent for the cops, Frank? I didn't want you to get in any more trouble. Oh, sure, that's all right. <laughs> well, how's it feel? Mighty good. It's a pretty town when you don't have to look at it from behind steel bars. Yeah. What are you going to do now? Well, looks like I'll be able to make that job I told you about. Only a few more days to wait. Where will you be staying? I don't know. You got any money? No. You got any money? No. Then it's settled. You'll stay with us until you get on your feet. All right. You heard me. Okay. Lend me a quarter. <laughs> sure. What for? How to buy a pack of cigarettes from a machine. by Autolite. Tonight's star, Mr. Ronald Reagan. Congratulations on an excellent performance, Ronald. Well, thanks, Harlow. Say, uh, what about this $100,000 Autolite family charity drawing? Am I eligible? Well, if you're over 18, you are. I'm eligible. <laughs> well, all you do is visit any Autolite family car dealer showroom, print your name and address on a registration form, and have the dealer sign it. And if you're one of the 25 people selected, you can name your favorite church, hospital, or any other local or national recognized charity to share in $100,000. And all I do is fill out a form? You mean there are no puzzles to solve or anything like that? That's right, Ronald. Nothing to solve, buy, or try. And where do I register? At any of the following showrooms. DeSoto, Hudson, Plymouth, Studebaker, Dodge, Willis, Nash, Packard, Kaiser, or Chrysler. Sounds like a wonderful opportunity, Harlow. Thank you, Ronald Reagan. Friends, you can help your favorite recognized charity share in $100,000 just by signing your name and address. So why not sign up tomorrow? Next week, the story of a cross-country train trip, during which a police officer finds himself torn between his assignment and his personal feelings for the girl in car 32. Our star, Mr. Victor Mature. That's next week on Suspense. Suspense is produced and directed by Elliot Lewis, with music composed by Lucian Morrowick and conducted by Lud Bluskin. Circumstantial Terror was written for Suspense by Ross Murray. In tonight's story, Howard McNear was heard as Ernie. Featured in the cast were Vic Pern, Clayton Post, Charles Calvert, Hal Gerard, and Kirk Martell. Ronald Reagan is currently starred with Steve Forrest and Dewey Martin in the MGM production Prisoner of War. And remember next week, Mr. Victor Mature in Thomas Walsh's story, The Girl in Car 32. This is the CBS Radio Network. <laughs>